a big sip. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Hey, this is Gabriela with you from The Big Sip. Oh, my goodness. I am so excited to dive into the guest of the hour today. We are switching over. We are now focusing on the entire culinary world, and I could not kick off this segment, this entire culinary world segment, without first being able to spotlight uh, an incredible individual who has been a part of the Napa Valley culinary scene for years, has done incredible work to work for phenomenal Michelin star-rated restaurants, and is just an overall really good human and friend. And so I'm really excited for all of you to sip from his cup. Uh, I'm talking about no one else than Chef Sean Street, executive chef for the Gravity Tavern over out in Mill Valley. How's it going, my friend? Oh, it's going good. Going good. Staying busy. Staying busy. Staying busy. The chef life <laughs> keeps you busy. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Definitely. It's like there's always something new going on. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like you are now at the gravity tavern. (laughs) Last time I saw you, it was several years ago, probably it was celebrating my birthday and I was out at farm and that was the last location that you were out. Phenomenal restaurant. Thank you. Also really cool showcase the incredible talent and skills that you have as a chef. Just the presentation wise. I'm like, wow. Yes. Yes. It's I mean that the team, the team at a farm or, uh, Carneros in whole. I mean, I think I was uh, overseeing three of the restaurants there, but the base being farm, we had a great team there, a great, great support team there. Look at yeah. you. <laughs> Try, I'm over here trying to spotlight you and he's like the team, the team. What? You know, it, you know what it, you know what it is. Um, I've always spoke about the team in culinary. And now that I've stepped into the role of uh, executive chef out there in Mill Valley, it's true to the T. <laughs> true to the, hey, true teamwork to the makes yeah. the dream work. Oh my goodness. You can't, you can't do it alone. No, and that's from, and correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not in the culinary space, but I'm assuming that's from back of house all the way to front of house. Everybody needs to be putting their best foot forward in order to make it a a well-oiled machine. Definitely working towards the same goal. It just has to be the constant communication and speaking amongst each other uh, with regards to what it is that I guess each person or each individual wants um, out of their career. So it's kind of, you know, everybody, everybody has to like come to the same, same point just to deliver to the guests. Yeah. yeah. How does it feel to, to be in those shoes and to be guiding all of these individuals oh now my, that you're in this role? Oh my goodness. I, you know, I've made ripples in a, in a few of the places where I've, <laughs> where I've gone and I thought, you know, I thought that I was, I thought I had the answers, you know, even though I would still say it's about the team, I'd still, I'd, I'd put myself out there and, 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 and make people know that I felt that I was better than X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but your well, skills well, speak for that. Like for everything, that, but... flavor, presentation. Yeah. Like you are one phenomenal chef. <laughs> I don't. I think out of all of the chefs that I know, and don't get me wrong, there's not too many. But even if I did know a boatload of chefs, <laughs> I have never met someone with the amount of talent that you bring to the table, and and that's talent as well as just how you choose to lead yourself, how you approach people. Like you are just such a kind-hearted individual. You're always looking for ways to. I mean, you literally kicked off the segment talking about the team. Like you are super selfless. <laughs> you know your skill. You know what you bring to the table. But it's all it's I you've always given me the sense that it's everything that's happening around you that you value and think of that being as important as opposed to you primarily being that spotlight. Yes. It's it's, it's that self accountability. That's that's really what I put forth. 
Yes. Well, well, that's amazing, and I'm happy that we're here spending the next uh, hour or so spotlighting you because you absolutely deserve it. Thank you. You've Thank had you. a journey in this culinary space, and I am so excited to dive into your cup and just learn what is that. What has that been like? You know, migrating here, coming from uh, Jamaica of all places, and you infuse that through your culinary cuisine, but you make it your own. Walk me through just what 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 yes. it's been like, what the journey's been like now that you are officially the executive chef. I mean, uh, find myself, you know, I don't know if I'm living out my life or if I'm trying to show the, you know, I guess the end result of my parents' mm. uh, struggle or what's the worst word? Not, not struggle, but their, 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 their commitment to family and that type of thing. So it's, so I kind of find myself out, you know, every day you're trying to, you're trying to figure it out. But I've seen to where I've, you know, I've, I've folded what my mother's taught me, what my grandmother's taught me into my direction as far as uh, flavor profiles and just, goodness, life experiences. I, I find myself right now just, it's, I'm, I look at it more as a, an artistic, uh, artistic approach to where I'm incorporating, you know, life experience into my plate or into my the execution of the plates. Yeah. <laughs> what, what life experiences come to mind when you, when you talk about that? Oh, goodness. Um, Parents coming here without anything uh, when I was one. You know, a few families living uh, with my uncle in uh, in the South Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uncle was the first, one of the first uh, West, first of the West Indian family, the Trinidadian side, to make it to the West Coast, which is you know, it's yeah. a big thing to uh, to get this far. After that, going into a, you know, a small apartment, then seeing how my parents went from the small apartment to the next house, and then they use that house to get the next house, and just watching how they, their sacrifice, sacrifice is the word, seeing how they've sacrifice working one and two jobs each still you know still going to school still trying to make better for for the children that were you know our first generation west indians out here just trying to figure it out as well so trying to deal with the acceptance of your back home in jamaica versus the acceptance of the people here in the states so mm. you kind of yeah you kind of always been it's almost like a hopscotch in your head trying to find that lane if like fast forwarding to like my my career um i've noticed myself having to kind of not, not manipulate the lane but kind of try to find my way working in napa valley it's very competitive i love it more than more than competition <laughs> the competition the culture the culture the, the kitchen culture I what's mean, the kitchen culture like the kitchen culture it's like it's it's about excellence it's it's about executing a lot of times it's hard to explain to people like what is it that drives drives me uh, preparing a dish or making a dish it's it's i get off more on the execution of the dish did i do it right versus everything else that follows behind that's like the first thing is the execution mm-hmm. i think that's what i learned with say coming back to california after i went back home to jamaica coming back to california and working for uh, thomas keller uh, chef tessier wow. um, it was just, it's about the execution and then with the execution comes everything else comes the gratitude comes the Everything, Everything else. else. Yes, yes, yes. That that <laughs> is amazing. So execution is the number one thing that you always love to focus on. Knowing that that is what's most important for you in the kitchen. Yes, and 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 and, and that umbrellas a lot of things. It involves uh, flavor. You're always looking for the, the the guest reaction. So, for example, like when I was sending out dishes, I'm sitting there like looking, or I'm asking the guests lurking ask, around yeah, the yeah. corner. <laughs> well, and then and then we say if the plates come back to the kitchen, you're stopping the. Uh, the wait staff and you're like, wait, what's left on the plate? And that's like the constant. You you're looking for that immediate reaction from your guest or to see how yeah. how it all played down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's a it's a it's a focus that you that you can't really I'm not sure about other industries, but it's something that that's what we that's what we're looking at. And I can tell that you bring this sort of competitive, let me show you how I am the greatest in your own lane. And I love that about you. Where mm, you. where did that 
come from? Like why, why cooking? Like who instilled that in you? You mentioned your mother and your grandmother. Did you cook with them growing up or, or what led you to really feeling like this was your, your path, your calling? It's strange because like I, you know, I mean, growing up, people, everyone had always said, oh, okay, Shania, are you going to, are you going to cook? Are you cooking today? Or, you know, what are you cooking today? What are you cooking with your mom? What are you cooking with granny? Cause it was something that you did or, yeah, or people just expected I'll, you. No, cook. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, grand, I was granny's favorite. I was I, amongst all the cousins. <laughs> I just going to put that out there. Granny's favorite. So I was always with her and uh, she was always with me. We traveled, we, we made, uh, we, we cooked together. We did everything together. So was my mom. I'm, my mother's doing her multiple, working multiple jobs and stuff. Um, so granny's favorite, we cooked all the time. So my familiarity with how to manipulate ingredients, mm-hmm. um, came from both my mom and my my mom and my granny. The love for cooking came from the both of them, amongst other aunties as well. Other aunties, like everyone had their own niche, right? Mm-hmm. Between that, going back and, back and forth to Jamaica as a child, I, I'm not sure what it was that, that grabbed me, but people always reminded me by way of asking me like are you cooking today or what are you cooking this weekend or as I got you know a little older are you cooking we're gonna come over and I'm like what like I don't I didn't see what the (laughs) because because my family was like so insulated I didn't you know we didn't eat or we didn't have like friends it was always cousins Mm -hmm. (laughs) everybody that migrated here it was just cousins we never saw like friends was far and wide family were your friends oh my god like yeah like I remember the first time that I had like the sliced American cheese it blew, it blew me away. It blew me away. We had, we had, we always had like you know the cheese that you'd slice off, uh, you know, off the, off the, the block, the block. And um, I remember um, one time my mom telling me that I couldn't go back over to my was like one of the neighbors' house across the street, like uh, one of the friend, my friend's house. And she said uh, their parents said that you can't come over anymore or only for a certain amount of time. And the reason being is that like he ate this like turkey and American cheese sandwich and, and like he shared one with me and then I kept on eating more and more and more. So I guess I cleared out all of their American cheese. I didn't realize because I was like, what is this? You know, what like, is this craft single right? discovery that I've made? And that's just like, that's just like right before, like my, that's like, like pre, like right before, like preteen. So I was like, well, what is this? This is crazy. But going back to the uh, question, it's like, I think it's just being around my granny and my, and my mom. They always seen them create from scratch, doing like the Jamaican patties. My mom would do it, even though she's like the Trinidadian. It's, it's a it's a Jamaican dish for her to do it from start to finish over like a two three day period was was very intriguing to me. You know, I veered away from it and kind of you know got caught up in the in the in the in the in the rat race um, as I got older. Like out of school, I you know I went towards accounting business. Went further into real estate, had the bubble, and I was like, you know, there was the, the real estate bubble, I think, 06, 07. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what, you have to figure out what it is that you want to do outside of just chasing the money. Yeah. And were you, do you feel like you were navigating all those other spaces because of what you said earlier, which was as a first generation American, constantly feeling like you're balancing, am I, am I doing this because there's this, unspoken pressure of (laughs) having to be excellent because of the sacrifices that your parents made to give you that life? Or am I chasing this because it's genuinely what I want and what's going to fulfill me? That's, you know, that I think that's, that's a great way of saying it because I've never felt that from my parents, but I looked, I always looked at the out, the outside influence, but maybe from the uncles and the aunties, Mm. maybe, maybe may have, that may have mentioned things like that. And there's always, I mean, if you're, if you're West Indian, you have to be an attorney, professor, and there's like there's like three things that you can be. You can't be anything else. Anything else. So I think I think that's that's also what played into the fact that that I kind of ran. Maybe I may have ran away from the cooking thing because it's like there was no prestige 
in it. At least uh, from what from, your family had, yeah, exa- had kind of exactly. instilled in you on, on possible career opportunities. Yes, yes, yes. Interesting, because then you come to Napa and everyone's like, oh, wow. Ooh, right, right. Ah. I'm like, well, this is regular. I mean, like my... my <laughs> My, like my again, like my, my my father. I mean, like towards as I got older. I mean, my father was the one that cooked, you know, most of the time in the household. I had stepped away from it, like, but then, but yeah. So after after the the little the real estate bubble, I was like, you know what, Shani, you have to figure out what is it that you want to do or or what you love to do. My family had always had like a little side business that, whereas they'd have like a booth at most of the the local um, fairs and events around the Bay Area, mm-hmm. and so I would go, I'd go help. The most of the family would go help, and it was uh, the name of it was uh, the Taste of the Caribbean, and, and they they had a great following. But then they ended up relocating to the Miami area, just as most of the family, you know, picked up and left California eventually. So I came back. I was like, you know what? What is it that you want to do? I was into this whole like into the wild thing. Have you ever seen the movie Into the Wild? The guy, he wants to just, yes, he wants to just go to Alaska and he just exactly. wants to get away from the rat race. So that's, mm-hmm. that's where my mindset was. I was like, I need, to, I need to find peace. I need to find calm. I need to love what it is that I'm doing instead of just chasing, this, chasing the money, which was easy during that, that time in real estate. Yeah. I was like... Midlife crisis kind of moment. Oh, man. It was, and it, yeah, and I didn't, yeah, I didn't even go there with it. It was just like, yeah, I mean, I was like, you know... Self-discovery. I, I, felt, I, felt I, was like, to... I was in like, in this real estate life. It was like, I tell people it was like drug money. I had like eight properties in Vegas every three weeks. Wow. <laughs> flying wherever I wanted every other week beyond, you know, in between that. So yeah. it, was, it was different. It was but different. fulfillment but wise yeah, in was, your heart, it was, it was... No, I had like, I had only like $12,000 in mortgages every month. I had $2,500 in car payments every month. It was foolish. I was just chasing because the money was just coming. Mm-hmm. So when, I, so when that, that started coming to an end, I was like, you need to figure out what you're going to do. I ended up lift, uh, picking up, moving to Miami. Oh, that's um, a nice location. That, oh, I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, not a bad place to go. <laughs> to, to, to retreat to. Right? That, that's that, that is the like, American playground. Um, I'm like, I've my, never been there, but I've oh heard it's a location God, I it, must it's, go to. It, it's, 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 the, it's, it's, it's one big rap video. One big rap video. <laughs> it's it's everything. See, that you, I look everything? at that and I'm just like, wow. I traveled to Cuba two years ago. Uh-huh. I always want to say last year, and I'm like, last year was canceled. Nothing happened last year. <laughs> I'm just like, right? but it's you think about that cultura and just the music and the influence that it brings in the food, and and so I, even though I've never been to Miami, I feel like if I were to go there, I would somehow feel at home yes. because of that feeling yes. that I got when I was in Cuba and just seeing people infusing all of these different cultures coming together uh, through food, through music, through art, through yeah. all of it. Yeah. Cuba, I went there, I went there, I, I would say a couple years ago, but it may have been about four or five years ago when they mm-hmm. opened up for a moment. Amazing. Yep. Amazing. And it reminded, it reminded me of Jamaica when I was a youth. It was, it was rustic. It was real. It was, yeah, it was, that was, it was an amazing experience. I love that. I love that. So you retreated to Miami. Yeah, retreated to Miami and I was, I was on, I was on my Into the Wild binge. I think I had my, uh, what a DVR or whatever set to like Into the Wild. I had it recorded and so I'm just, that's all I'm watching day and night. Replay. I'm like trying to figure out to, what kind Alaska, of clue. But, I, but, I'm, but I'm like, but I'm like, I'm gonna go to Jamaica. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back home. Went to Miami, and I and at, during that time, I think uh, it was like Spirit was flying, like doing like those 25 cent return flights. So I, would, I was at one point, I was going to fly back home to Jamaica every three to four weeks. Oh wow! It was because it's it's different from you know the accessibility from Miami right. to the Caribbean versus being on the West Coast is is completely different. Right. So I was there constantly, and then I was like, you know what? 
I'm into the wild. I'm going going home. I'm going <laughs> so home. I'm going to fly back. back. I went back. Yeah, I went back home. But while I was in Miami, that's when I that's when I decided. That's when I was like, okay, let me use the last of my money that I had to go just put myself through culinary school. I I put myself through the culinary school. Did my externship back in in Jamaica, mm-hmm. and I was like. That's where I'm going to be. I came back because my father was diagnosed with cancer. And that's when I was like, I'm back in Florida mm-hmm. and I'm uh, staying with them for a little bit just to you know, see him, see him through his, see him stages. through his, yeah, see mm-hmm. him through his stages. He's a strong man, worked his way through it. And then, you know, they're kind of like, give me that nudge. Like, it's time to go, Sean. <laughs> it's time to go. But at that time I'm working, I'm, I'm working for uh, one of the, the nicer hotels in uh, St. Augustine, 95 Cordova. Uh, under uh, Chef Dewan Roy, and then I, I remember there was one time where I went on, I went on a a little vacation. I needed like a week and a half off or a week off. I said, okay, I'll, you know, approve Chicago the, Bulls scene. Uh, He's I'll, like, I'm gonna just go to Vegas for the night and then come back. I'm just kidding. I, I, I actually, what I did, I actually had an externship set up back here in California. Oh, for, at Bouchon. Oh, uh, not externship. Like, uh, yeah, the, this is the externship. So I went there. For, I came back for three days. Chef Tessier was like, you know, we'll, we'll give you a call. I think when I got back, to, when I got back to Florida a few days later, he gave me the call. He's like, will you come back? I'm like, you know, will you like to work with us? I was like, yeah. yeah. No <laughs> yeah. questions asked. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I'll be there. Get I me mean, back to Cali. <laughs> and I, Cue Biggie. <laughs> and I, and I, and I swore out, you know, I swore off Cali because again, my, my mind state was just like, you know, into the wild and out of the rat race. Yeah. So, so, and so, it's so, going to so, go chase that and figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So I came back, came back in the different in- industry thought I was a badass. Thought you were I, a badass. I was like, yeah. I was like, Lee Cook over, you know, over there in nine, at 95 Cordova. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to come go over here and just run circles around these guys. No, no and, they mi- had a mi- different, mi- different Michelin, story for you. <laughs> Michelin, Michelin is a different story. <laughs> Michelin is a whole other oh, ball game. Oh my goodness. I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And especially Michelin one star is you're, you're breaking all the bad habits from all these guys coming that are coming in trying to try, I guess, trying to succeed. But as far as, I'm not sure if as, as a West Indian, you, there's, there's a lot of, West Indian culture, from what I've seen, is like you, the, there's this instilled cockiness that they kind of. It's more. I don't see more of the Trinidadian side. I might get in trouble. Cause the Jamaicans <laughs> and Trinidadians are always always head buddy, but there's this cockiness that's kind of instilled in you, and and you have to you have to produce produce otherwise. So I'm not sure if that's what got into me because there's that confidence. I mean, you have your, you have your the negatives and stuff, but there's a confidence that I guess that I had in me that to where I feel. Or I felt that I could, I would withstand the pain longer than the next person, the person next to me. I would like, mm. I'm, I'll make sure that I that I outdo the person next to me. Yeah. But not because I'm trying to outdo that that person. You're almost like, trying to test your own limits. Yeah, yeah. So like, so what I, so again, like when, going back to when I said I made ripples in kitchens, I'll, I'll, I'm boisterous about about what needs to be done. I'm mm-hmm. like loud, like like who like who would leave the the camber on the floor, or the, the container on the floor. And I'm saying it like, what kind of idiot will leave the camber on the floor? That person shouldn't even be working in the industry. You need to go back to X, Y, Z. And I, and I say it just to kind of have people hold me, hold me accountable. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. he's talking, he's talking garbage. So we're going to, we're going to catch him doing that. But I kind of, <laughs> I, I do it to like lift myself. And I was like, oh, I have to, now I have to be on my P's and Q's. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause if I'm uh, holding them accountable, yeah, then yeah, I got to yeah. be accountable. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And Lead as, by example. And, and as you go up the ranks, definitely. Yeah. You really, and you, you, you fault one time, you're going to hear about it for the rest of your career. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So has that gotten even more <laughs> nerve wracking now that you're no, an executive I'm, chef? Oh, is it, oh yeah. You know what? 
and that, and again, being you know, being a, an executive chef is almost it's coming up on a year now. Congrats! It's coming up. Thank you. An early congrats. Yeah, Cheers thank to you. you. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I know it was a, a, a long work in the making. Yeah. <laughs> we made it, fam. <laughs> we here. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. But yeah. Now, I mean, because until until you just said that, it's like yeah. Now it's. Yeah, I can see where. Yeah, some of it, some of it would come come back to bite me because now, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's because, over here just no, reminiscing in a chair, thinking in, like, all playing uh, back all these scenarios. He's like, yeah, because inside yeah. my head, because like you ha- you have you know you have your uh, your guests that follow you from restaurant to restaurant, and they'll come. You know, they just want to support you, and then you have your your former cooks. And there's there's uh, one of my former cooks just just came and dined the other day, but I wasn't aware of it. At the gravity. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and so I just you know, I could just, and, I, and I find myself filled with panic because I'm like, okay, okay, I'm still the same person that was talking stuff for the last <laughs> ten years, and this person just pops in on me without even not telling me that telling me that they're they're coming or anything like that. So I'm like, oh my god. Do you take that What's as this? like a, a way of like? Let's see what skills you got now. Oh, or or, or how how does that make you feel? Or yeah. what were you so like? Ah, no, about? because oh, was was this right? Was this right? Was this mm. right? Was this right? Was this right? Because you know so, they're going to be checking. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So and, and even and even though people know that you are, I mean, you're the executive chef. Your hands aren't always on the product now, right? right. But you're still held just as accountable, mm-hmm. especially especially when it's one of your cooks that you used to just really have them refire something. You know, like oh, well, why did why did you burn that or why is that why does that look like that? Why was was that seasoned? Throw it away. Start over again. So if you if it's a person that's like that's that you've always had your finger on like that, made you a little oh, nervous. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And what definitely, this person definitely. who walked in was someone that you were always picking on? Uh, not really picking on, but I, <laughs> but I but I was I was I was you stir- held them accountable. Yeah, yeah. You I was stern. I was stern with the person. I was stern with the person. Not not like not crazy like you know a lot of the in the restaurant, but one of those that was just always a standoffish. But I wouldn't have any other conversation or rapport with otherwise. So it was always mm. just one of those, okay, if I walk up if I walked upon the person they are they always knew it was gonna be something that's negative coming out of my mouth. Constructive criticism. Yeah, that's yeah, that's there. That's positive. There it is. There it is. There. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, and how did that experience end up going? Um they said everything was well. Everything was good. You know, you still have your you know, you just flash back like your you, you know you know yeah. what you know what you know what people the standard that people hold you to. Yeah. And becoming an executive chef, it's yeah, you realize you realize how much everything that you've said really has to be like glue. Yeah. Stick to yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Because now you're in that position. You made it. Now you can't just all of a sudden be like, <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm letting go. No, no. Yeah. Because the person, the people next to you may not have the same passion about it or they may be there for another reason. They might be, they may not be there to execute. They may not be there to, to flavor the dishes properly. They may just want to be the robot clock in, clock out. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it would just now, now a lot, a lot of the, um, with COVID you're dealing with a lot of having people that are just passing through. You just really want some money. Yeah. Just want some money temporarily until, yeah. Until, you know, whatever happens next mm-hmm. with them. So yeah. So you do, so that's like, a, that's another, that we, but know, even if those people do come in, you know, initially like that, you almost are in a, this unique position to also figure out how can I potentially inspire this person? Like you, you are a vehicle of inspiration and the accolades that you've earned throughout your lifetime are a testament to that for so many other people who maybe like you, you know, at first you're like, yeah, cooking something that I do, but it's just kind of like whatever. And then eventually it leads into no, like this is something that I want to put my full on passion through and your attitude behind the scenes leading that team could make it everything. 
for that true. person. That's true. That's very true. Um, yeah, it's always about the people and uh, and what you know what it is that makes them tick. And that's something that I've I think I've always not advocated like look quite, kind of quietly in the kitchen because in the in most kitchens it's just like oh this person is sad about something just tell them to get out you know mm-hmm. whereas I'm usually speaking to people in the, their corners and just trying to just see what it is that that they need out of out of the career mm-hmm. um, like right now like <laughs> right now two of my best my best cooks are people that I moved from dishwashing okay yeah yeah the passion and goodness. I can yeah. Next to the, I mean, I'll have I'll have these cooks that are just out of just out of high school, that well, dishwashers that are just out of high school trying to figure out life that are like running circles around these guys that have fifteen and twenty years experience. And, and just it's just because they, they're passionate. They just passion. They're just passionate. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's it's something that just blows me away every day. And, I love uh, that. And it's a, and it's yeah. That's and it, yeah. It, it's it's testament to like everybody. You know, everyone's dealing with their own thing and 100%. wants what the wants what they want out of life. And these guys said that they want to learn. I'm like, yeah, whatever. You just you dishwash. And you know, in the back of my head, I'm not saying this to them, but then put them on the line. These guys. They want to learn. They're oh hungry. God, yeah. They're curious. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So I have a couple of guys that are just that are that are amazing. That yeah, is amazing. so great. Yeah. yeah. That is so great. And it's just going to be a further testament to the phenomenal team that you're able to build now yeah. that you're in that position to, to do the damn thing. Definitely. Definitely. I know that there, I know, that, <laughs> I know that there were some challenges getting to this position though. Uh, oh yeah. It's been, uh, it's been a long time overdue. And I know that you would probably agree with me making that statement. Mm, what? Walk me through and, and walk our listeners, people tuning in through what led to, because farm, amazing food, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to speak and say like, you probably had the best experience there because I don't know that. Definitely would love the opportunity to learn about what that looked like for you. But primarily, you know, that location and people talking about being able to work in Napa Valley and the prestige that comes with being an executive chef in Napa Valley. Mm-hmm. Why then leave and, and what are the challenges that you personally encountered in this space that made you feel like you had to leave? Yeah. Um, I thought we like pointing, pointing out like specific, specific people, but I, I, my, my move, my move to Carneros, um, was one, was one that like I had, I was, I was trying to map out my, my path to be becoming an executive chef. That was, that was something that was on the table when I chose to take that position and uh, pass on other positions uh, elsewhere. Eventually, that I guess that ended up not being an option as the years went by. Um, I love Napa Valley. It, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 put, I put out the little. The, <laughs> I love Napa Valley. I'd love. I'd love to continue to work with the people here and and um, you know be amongst the wine and. That's, I mean, that's that's it's all of it's the beauty it brings. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. The the running the running through the. Running through the uh, the various uh, vineyards and grabbing my uh, which 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 greens would I get? I'll get pea shoots, favas. Thank thank you thank you to the various vineyards. I'm not gonna say who it was. Uh, the <laughs> the must the mustards beautiful mustard season right now. It's just just starting. I love everything about the the, the whole organic approach to to uh, culinary and, and and the arts. But working in Napa Valley, not not only is it not only is it very uh, competitive. Um, I, I, I felt that I had my back turned on me as far as a few of the opportunities that I felt that I was more than capable of doing. That's making me have to navigate uh, a certain a certain way 
throughout the throughout the industry. Um, many people have asked me like I've like I've had I've held the sous chef title like you know, on my path to executive chef. I had I've held the sous chef title at various properties, and I've had to position myself. They've had they've been push up two steps. I'm not sure how to mm-hmm. really explain that. Candidate. But yeah, but I've had to, but, but I've had to take like maybe like four lat like lateral movements in order to get myself to a position to where it's like okay you know now you're marketable as an executive chef mm-hmm. um and i've had like I've, I've held i've held sous chef i've held sous chef at uh meadowood i helped i held sous chef at uh auberge du soleil sous chef at morimoto's and then executive i think oh yeah okay that's so, so carneros they offered me the executive sous position i was like okay another baby step towards mm-hmm. the executive position and and the talks were that i would maybe event perhaps eventually be the executive chef there so i've had to take i've had i think the time the length and time for me to go up the ladder has has been like stretched out or exaggerated a little bit mm-hmm. just because i've had to make lateral movements and 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 trying to see what the you know what the ultimate goal was for the organization and or myself right and getting to the next level so it's 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 been rough and but um i don't know I, i'm resilient i'm i think i'm like built for it no, no. I, I, don't, I do not doubt I, for a I, single I, moment that you are resilient I'm, and adaptable I'm, 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 and can navigate those waters. Yeah. So I, I yeah, I, I'm, built, I'm built for it. And I feel, I feel that, I mean, who better for it to happen to than, than myself? Because, because again, it, may, it forces you to tap into your resources. It, it forces you to look, look back at yourself as, you know, cause in some, some instances you're like, no, I'm better than this or mm-hmm. I'm better than that. Or I'm better than, okay, if you're so much better than that person, how can you didn't, just how come you weren't just a shoe in for that role? Okay, make yourself better. Make yourself better. Yeah. So, so it's, it's constantly it gave, it's kept me humble, and it's allowed me to instead of being shooting to the top, where a lot of people see even out of culinary school, a lot of people got they had this opportunity and they were put it right into this position, mm-hmm. but they don't have any like foundation behind them as mm-hmm. far as culinary. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's it's allowed me to round myself out, round myself out completely, become a, a full a full chef and in turn it allows me to offer offer that to the team that I am building. Yeah, you yeah. bring a level of knowledge and expertise from recognizing <clears throat> that you've had to excel in all of these fields and in all of these different spaces just to be looked at by people as that's the guy for yeah. the job. Yeah. Do you think that sometimes though that is a result and and why you feel like you had to go through all of these lateral changes as opposed to knowing you're well aware of what you bring to the table. Like we all know right. when we're when we're well deserving <laughs> and should be able to access spaces. Yes. Do you think that and a lot of conversations are happening right now in the wine industry about diversifying the industry, about equity and about accessibility. Mm-hmm. Can the same be said about the culinary industry and how black and brown individuals are treated within that space when it comes to what you bring to the table, maybe the resume that you have built behind you, and yet still not having access to the same opportunities because at the end of the day, you're having to overcome your blackness or your brownness mm-hmm. first before you can actually get to that same level playing field. Yes, that's. I mean, that's definitely something that we're, we're having to deal with in the industry. I feel. I feel that it's. I mean, I feel that there's there's some change with it, but I mean, at the same time, there's you're also dealing with the you know women dealing with with what they've had to deal with in, in the industry as well. Mm. I, I believe that that's probably that's probably taking more precedent right now in the industry versus the 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 black or the brown. People being able to, you know, I don't want to say 
get what you deserve, but be being, provided being, being the opportunities. The opportunity, yes, to yeah, to at least play on the same playing field. And that's the industry that you feel is prioritizing that, or or you feel like that's just the how everybody approaches I, I, the I, industry. I, I think I, I don't think that's just I don't think that's just industry. Um, I don't think I think that's in in other avenues as well with the challenges of. Um, black and brown people trying to excel in various industries it's I, I believe that a lot of these other not not to take anything away from the movement of the women which I'm, I'm very supportive but it's the black the conversation around the black always black people always get distorted by everything else that whatever other issues whatever mm-hmm. um issues that are being placed on the table mm-hmm. you know above it mm-hmm. yeah i think that's it's not just industry wise but as far as in from my experience in the industry it's it's definitely been you know it's definitely taken kind of a backseat to other yeah, other to, issues. yeah to other issues yeah that's which is like. interesting to me because whenever i whenever i'm in conversations about these things with you know friends or family members and stuff like that i'm like the two can exist at the same time. It doesn't have to be one over the other. We can recognize that there is a much needed change for equality from you know a, a feminist standpoint and recognizing that more women need to be in these fields and everything that comes with that, the sexism, uh, all mm-hmm. of it, everything that's encompassing. And also to recognize that having equity for black and brown individuals to access these spaces and not feeling like you need to be seven times as more prepared and, Mm. you know, with uh, this incredible backing on your resume for you to just be at the same level playing field as an average white male. Right. Yeah, that's uh, I think traditionally we haven't been able to. We, we, we as pe- the people just haven't been able to attack multiple issues at one time. Or if we are dealing, if we are dealing with them, dealing with issues, there's usually something else put in, put in the way to kind of distort, mm. to distort the, the, uh, the protest or to distort the, the idea. And thank you for your, for your words, um, all throughout, all throughout, uh, all throughout COVID seeing, seeing how officially oh. you are. In the, <laughs> no need your, to thank your, me. Your, your, voice, your voice is amazing. Your voice is amazing. But um, someone's got to do need, it. Yeah, yeah. No one's no. We're there's no savior yeah. here that's gonna yeah. come down, raining from the heavens, <laughs> waving a wand, and being like, "Thou shall be fixed." Like, and I yes. think the more we can, the more we can empower people to recognize that that power really comes from yourself, and not because. You are the chosen one who needs to operate in that field, but in recognizing it takes every random individual, every single person to truly make it happen. And yeah, the work is freaking exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting, yes. which is why I can see why so many people don't stick around don't stick to right. do the work because it is tired because the moment you start to do it, you recognize like, Oh crap, this isn't something that I can like do for six months while it's all, you know, all the attention is in the media and then bounce. It's I'm now in this for the rest of my life. And that's a serious commitment. Yes. Like yes it is. so <laughs> thank you See, for, no. for your kind words. It's to me, it's just, it's this whole other conversation that I yeah. just get so floored about because <laughs> I'm just like I I wish that there were more people. And for me, what was a little disappointing about that was going out there because I knew it was the right thing to do and someone's got to say something. And to me, it personally bothered me that no one's saying anything. Mm -hmm. 
and then giving people the opportunity, putting yourself, making yourself in a very vulnerable position to be like, okay, I'm going to be out there if anyone wants to come join. And knowing that on social media, everyone's so quick to retweet, reshare, post something. But when it comes to action, when it comes to truly putting your face out there, which is a very uncomfortable thing to do, but it's not supposed to be comfortable. It's (laughs) not supposed to be comfortable. It is uncomfortable, actually, to literally put yourself out there. But it's by doing that and the more people you have behind you that it feels less lonely. And so when people don't show up, it's almost like it almost angers me because then I see what they're doing on social media and I'm like, nah, (laughs) nah. (laughs) Yeah. You're, yeah. Your foot, your, your feet were on pavement constantly, constantly. Your voice is, was bellowing. So it's, yeah, it took, it constantly take, you know, took the, when you come across a person like yourself, you just have that weight, that weight, just come off your shoulders just a little bit, just a little bit more, you know, it gave me motivation to like, just, you know, just, it's like, okay, now I got that, I got the extra 10 pounds off my shoulders, you know, so now it's like, go, go conquer the rest, you go know, so it's, but, rest. You, but you need that, you need that. What are you, what are you, thank you, you literally, I'm, I'm feel a little speechless now, I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. uh, <laughs> what, for, okay, so we've talked about, you know, challenges that you faced and you've had to navigate as an individual as you've tried to put yourself into this executive chef role. Mm-hmm. What gets you most excited now that you're in that position, now that you're like, oh my gosh, I'm here <laughs> <laughs> to to look forward to is like the next thing. What 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 are you specifically inspired to do by now being in this position? Traditionally, it's not hasn't been hasn't been as long as most chefs that you know traditionally. My thing has been for the last several years to really to really give to give back, give back as far as my knowledge, um, give back. Um, you know, there's like there's a lot of, a lot of issues going on just within our within our industry as far as just being able to pass down the knowledge and some of the people that are just coming out of school, they just they feel that they, they should be granted like you know like a head head chef position. Mm-hmm. You just need to we just need to, to pass pass down the knowledge there um, outside outside of outside of outside, well using my is it my vocation to to supplement something else is just trying to go towards the um, trying to solidify my like nonprofit and and maybe offering this like this going through the motions of of, of offering like a like fine dining or, or something you know or something close to it to just to the hungry. I've I've worked with a few non nonprofits um, as for using using my using my the culinary uh, backing um, mm-hmm. to do it. I'd like to just offer more. There's now I don't see much benefit of to the career if you're not if you're not giving back or just just being just in just being a person. I love that. Yeah. I always get really emotional when I hear people say that because I think it truly speaks to an individual because there's a lot of people out there, not necessarily bad people, still good people who don't keep that at the top of their mind. You know, they're perfectly fine with recognizing their own struggles, which I'm Mm -hmm. sure we all face and, you know, being happy that they finally got into position where they are and just working through and cruising through the rest of their life like that. But when I hear people talk about their successes and what they've built for themselves, but at the end of that, there's always, 
And I also want to think about the next incoming generation or how I can help influence given the position that I'm in. Mm -hmm. I think that is where the beauty truly lies because that that was the dream, right? You think about your parents and wanting to instill looking back and and I can relate because I'm a first generation American Mm -hmm. and I think back to my parents' sacrifices and I don't know if it's because of what I saw them go through that I innately feel like I need to figure out how then can I do that? Maybe not with chi- with my own children, but you know, at the at large community, how can I spread that wealth of knowledge to provide a little bit more to people who might not have that access to hear other people, especially someone like yourself doing that. I just always think is the most beautiful part about all of our successes yeah. in those stories, because it's, you can be super successful, but if and personally in my mind, if you don't turn around and, and try to uplift people with you, yeah, none of it matters. What did the impact? <laughs> what was your impact? What was your impact on, on people? Yeah. How did you make them feel? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's everything. What? That's uh, everything. So I'm curious, what is the name of your nonprofit organization? Uh, uh, this of, is the first I'm hearing about this. <laughs> well, it's, it's out of, uh, the name of it's called out of necessity. Um, very fitting. Yes. Yes. A lot, a lot of it uh, was based in, in the initial base thought, behind building, building it. I'm still, still building it. Um, it's not, not an official, uh, organization yet, mm-hmm. but I've done collaborations with other companies with the use of the, the name. Mm-hmm. Um, so out of necessity was kind of like the birth child was like, I'd always, you know, like, you know, again, growing up and going back and forth, um, back and forth home to, uh, Jamaica. I just saw that like the, it was traditional that, you know, you, you travel with one suitcase, one, su- one, one suitcase was for your clothing. One suitcase was, you're going to be leaving everything mm. anything that you travel with. And, and that was before when, you know, you're able to, able to actually have two big 50 pound suitcases, yeah. right? All that stuff gets left for the family or the neighborhood Whatever. Whatever they need. So no matter what we toothpaste, <laughs> lotion, everything. chapsticks, yep. things that we take for granted yes. here that we don't recognize. It's like those simple things yes. that people just don't have access the, to. The only thing that you may come back with in your I mean, you have two suitcases that are completely full. And again, a lot of people now they won't realize I used to be able to travel with that much, you know, that mm-hmm. much luggage. Yes. You'd come back with maybe like a, a a hidden avocado trying to get through <laughs> customs, you know, because <laughs> the Caribbean avocado is different, right? Um, the avocado and goodness, maybe the clothes that you're wearing, you know, is just, mm. and maybe, maybe some Jamaican rum or something like that. Something mm. that you're going to, yes, yes. So yeah, but yeah, you'd go and you just leave everything there. So I mean, and, and then noticing like when growing up, growing up in the States, and being able to go back there and seeing the complete difference in how people are living. And a lot of people, even to this day, don't realize Jamaica is still third world country. Mm-hmm. And so that was the birth child of it. I was like, I need to feed my people. But then when I realized that, because like the West Coast has always been like so far from most of like my, my, my I guess my family's roots, like mm-hmm. Jamaican, uh, Trinidad. So, I, okay, I was like, okay, if I can't, if I don't have the capabilities of actually like doing that on a large scale, I could do it locally. Mm-hmm. Um, people in Napa Valley have supported me. People in, in Northern California, East uh, East Bay, South Bay, North Bay have all supported my uh, my path, my 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 career goals. And I was like, I could give back locally and still do that on a larger scale as it grows. So I'm that that I'm trying to I'm trying to grow that. And you know, but of course, you know, we as chefs gen- generally we're working. 16 hour days. Crazy hours. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so it's, so yeah, so just trying to find time to make that, uh, official, official, official is, is something that's, you know, up there, up there in the top five. On the to-do list. Yeah. Amongst like 
uh, recipe recipe books and children's books. It's and like all I, the I, other I, my mom, everything like started, but just, I, just, I just need to just push forward and get through it. Yeah. And you will just like you have everything else. And if there's anyone tuning in that can help out with some of this information, whether it's a contact or, um, you personally know someone that can help officialize the nonprofit, like this is, this is what this is for. This is for connectivity. <laughs> this you. is for highlighting incredible people doing the work like yourself. And so it's just, it's so <laughs> great being able to sit here with you after years, <laughs> what feels like years. I know, I know, right? And just learning about everything that you've been up to. And you were just, you were just such a, a phenomenal individual. And I'm excited for when those books come out <laughs> um, because your cuisine is amazing. Thank you. T- talk to me a little bit about, what inspired, cause I know you, you take your roots, but you make it your own given also like what you've learned about culinary and French cuisine. Cause I know that's you, you like to say that you're like this modern French cuisine. <laughs> um, what, what was it like trying to build up your own flavor profile and, and what kind of, what did that look like? Um, I think, you know what, you, you end up doing a lot of the, the, the flavor profile building is done more during the family meals. Family meals, uh, for the people that don't know, is just when, when the restaurant staff feed the restaurant staff or, you know, the kitchen, like there's uh, maybe two, one or two designated times during, during the day where the kitchen feeds uh, either lunch or dinner to, mm-hmm. the, for, uh, to, the, to all of the staff. So during that time is when I'm usually, I'm usually, you know, doing the Jamaican food or that type of thing. So I have, you know, the plantain, or most people know it as plantain, yeah. but it's plantain, uh, curry chicken, or or, or, oh. or jerk chicken and rice and peas, and so you notice and like because because early on again like what plays what plays into my mind is that how my how my family had always thought that maybe there was no career in culinary as far as being a chef because it was, again there's always a like blue collar, so like going in going into the kitchens going into like the professional kitchens I didn't think that people would be want to, would receive would receive these, uh, the flavor profiles mm-hmm. to West Indians. Like if, if anybody serves you a piece of protein and is like not really like inundated with like a seasoning, it's not, not seasoned, it's the, the things it's not seasoned. Mm-hmm. And so, um, what I, I think what I learned through by way of my culture is to how to properly season. And there's a lot of, uh, a lot of herbs and a lot of spices that weren't familiar to, uh, I guess the, the American palate. And so, as I'm doing like these family meals and people, you know, then chef will say, why don't you put that thing or whatever that specific item is on the menu or add that to this profile or add that, that, add that to this dish. And I'm like, oh, okay. And the taste is like, you never, we never tasted this before. I'm like, but you guys have the same ingredients right there, but you don't know how to manipulate it. Mm. I wouldn't say the manipulate part. Right. I'm not going to say that to a chef, but, <laughs> I say, but, but we have the same ingredients right there. Everything's right there. You're like, you can craft this. It's just not. Yes. It's, but, but I was, I was taught how to actually work with these ingredients. And it's something I, I criticize a few, a few chefs these days, even when I see them not working with an ingredient proper, you know, properly, or at least not, not bringing it to its fullest potential. Mm-hmm. Actually going from like the, the family meal, then, then in some, some instances you're doing a, an, an, an amuse and people are like, Oh, what is that? Is that on the menu? No, that's just, you know, that's just a, a little something for your palate. Well, until you wait for your the rest of your French dishes, like for example, like when I'm at Aubert's, so I do a lot of a lot of amuses. Or when I get I, you know I get the call to oh we need a we have this a vegan or vegetarian or we have uh, someone with celiacs, 
celiac uh, disease. Um, People usually yeah, hate me. Yeah, hurt. <laughs> yeah, but that, <laughs> they're but like, that, that's the complicated girl. But, but every time I get, <laughs> but but that's what kind of like molded me because that's when like you, generally in kitchens when you have a person that comes comes with celiac disease or you're like, why did you come out and eat? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Stay home. You can just go home and just order. You hear all the you know the cooks with their little you know saying, oh you know why well, you know why did they even come out? They could have just stayed home. Blah 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 blah. blah. I was like, no, that's it's not actually time time to shine. So whenever I, whenever, I like that you so, say that. Yeah. So when it so whenever there was like something like. Because whenever it's like something not not ABC, whenever it's something that's not like just like the the typical okay fire duck fire fish fire this, everybody's like it's up in arms. I'm like whoa no that that's that's your time to shine. So that's when mm-hmm. I so in most kitchens I start getting the the shoulder tap from the chef. We have a group of four celiac disease go now. It's like you not you not you not only having to sit there and cook your regular I mean 400 uh, reservation dinner at Morimoto, but Chef Sean go make this make a dish that's suitable for. For a celiac person yeah. and all the allergies that yeah. come with that yeah. and the prep work in, that comes with that in the middle, in the middle of everything else. Yeah. So go, <laughs> go. That's a lot. Yeah. And I'll that's, stop eating out now but just no, to help no, everyone else. No, out. no, 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 no. That's what makes it. Cause if it's, cause if it's, if it's typical, why, then why do it? Very true. Why do it? If it's, if it's just, just the normal run of the mill, why do it? So that's, that's, that's when I was able to kind of separate myself from a, from a few others. Like, why don't you do this? Some people just always have their like typical, oh, we have a vegan get the puff pastry out the freezer or a vegetarian. We have a puff, pa- you know, get your mm-hmm. puff pastry out the freezer type thing and fill it with a mushroom, whatever it is that they're going to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you, you're able to create. Just right have there. to be creative. And, yeah. And that was me wanting to create for family meal, wanting, uh, being willing to create for any of the special, uh, special, special meals when a guest comes to visit you. I think that, that helped hone, hone my craft mm. because it wasn't just the everyday you know, we weren't just doing rinse and repeat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then eventually I made, you know, so now I'm honing these, what I, what I tell people a lot, a lot of what I, a lot of what I prepare, if I'm preparing, if I'm cooking for you individually, I'm just cooking, I'm just cooking a refined version of what my granny and my, my mom told me, taught me. It really is. That's, that's, that's what culinary school, that's where culinary school got me. I was like, Oh, just show me how to refine this sauce. Take it back to the your same roots. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's not going to give you the same flavor profile and just have it refined a little bit. And that's, that's where I, I, I kind of was like, okay, I need to hold on to that because, you know, culture, culture and culture and experience kind of, it's going to be the only thing that kind of like separates me from the person right next to me. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's, a, and it's afforded me opportunities and it's allowed me to really stand out in certain, in certain circles. Yeah. And yeah. get all of the accolades that you have. Definitely. <laughs> and now one of which uh, you're currently up in the running for, right? Oh, yes, bon Appetit yes, yeah, yeah, Magazine. Oh, goodness. Talk that, to me be... about that. We need to make sure everyone goes and votes. But first they might be like, cook me something in order for me to make sure I'm voting. <laughs> well, I'd have to cook, cook for a lot of people. Um, I, I know I think I recently, I think there's, you know, we're in the sem- semifinalist, semifinal position right now. I think by the you have to vote for me through the end of Thursday, Thursday at six PM Pacific. Thursday, uh, six PM Pacific. Uh, I give my, my Instagram or to give them the Yeah. Yeah. Um, Instagram Mr. Street M R dot S T R E E T E. There's a uh, the link is in my bio. Yeah, please vote um, till the uh, Thursday at six PM. But yes, right now I I believe I'm in I'm third in uh, my division. Thank you to <laughs> everyone supporting and re and re uh, reposting. Um, yeah, Bon Appetit magazine is like would be like a dream to any any cook across the board, any cook, any chef. 
it's it just it's just the same thing as like if you're in like food and wine mm-hmm. magazine it's everything you know it's the truth as far as knowing that you're you're on this on this stage to where you're able to um you where your where your where your food is now taking uh take not taking some of the space that your voice or taking some of the place of, of your voice but it's really you're able to speak through your your food speaks yeah. for itself yeah yeah, yeah. Definitely, and, definitely, and, and receiving what is the official title that you're going for, Chef of the Year? Uh, fa- uh, favorite, no, favorite chef, favorite chef, favorite it's chef. Like, so, so your favorite chef. So you have to vote for your favorite chef, which hopefully would be me. <laughs> yes, and if you haven't had a chance to actually taste his food, don't worry. I'm going to try to convince him to have a little special cooking <laughs> session out here. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, I no right no prior to COVID, I was doing doing a lot of uh, private uh, private dining uh, in homes. Uh, private chef events in homes um, up up again uh, the four months just up leading up to COVID I was able to um, get you know have a have a good amount of clientele that's amazing um, of course of course you know with COVID it kind of yeah, had to take the back seat but right. yeah but that's if you see me do like a lot of posts where you see uh, Sean Anthony and company that's that's my private company you know my, my personal uh, mm-hmm. chef uh, consulting company Sean Anthony and company Sean write Anthony it down <laughs> <laughs> so yes yes I'm tr- just trying to I think I think in the in the end, I'm just you know I want to I want to want to get to a position to where I'm on the, uh, a stage or to where I have the my voice have have an impact on on people. Um, so I think yeah. So a lot of a lot of times it seems like you're like it's, it almost seems like you're not not. I mean it doesn't seem like a, a what's the opposite of selfless. It seems like you're selfish. Selfish, but I, I I believe that what like what I'm doing in the uh, as far as like the long in the long run is um, you'd be able to see what my vision is. You'll be able to see my vision come to bloom. Absolutely. And I think you've been you've been working on that this entire time that you've been in this space. Yes. And and it's only going to, I know, continue to rise from here. And that excites me because <laughs> you are one of the most deserving persons to have that. And Thank you. and by far not selfish whatsoever. You are thank like you. one of the most selfless people I've met. Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank no, you. no need to thank me. It's you, <laughs> it's you and your personality. No, but it's the same thing like when you deliver the, the uh, uh, when say if I take a plate of food to your table, it's like for the voice to come from the person, you know, because uh, again, like all of the all the all of the headache and the 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 hurricane that's happening in the, happening in the back of the kitchen, once it none of it means anything until you that presentation and what that presentation. And, and then, then you have that person exchange that the energy that you're mm-hmm. that you're trying to you bring know, trying, trying to provide yeah 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 and your energy is always on point <laughs> so even if you haven't tasted his food still head on over to the link in his bio mr dot street and that's with an e at the end mr dot street on instagram Thank and you. you can go ahead and vote for him and take it from me he is incredible when it comes to his craft. You're also going to take a look at all the pictures that you're going to see on there and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, <laughs> um, which was the exact same words that I had when I, I visited farm and for my birthday. And I just remember, you know, you walked over, you're like, don't even order anything on the menu. You're just like, I'm also feeling super bad now that I think about it because I was with two people who had a lactose problem. One was a vegan and then I had celiac and that's, I was like, man, I'm really making these. That's, that's, that, that's, that's, that's game time. That's that's game time in the kitchen. That's but now I'm not gonna yeah now I'm not gonna feel guilty. Now I'm gonna be like I'm challenging you. (laughs) Right, right. right. Let's see your crap. This is where it matters most. That's it. That's it. That's it. It's game time. It's just man, nothing else matters. Like that's yeah. That reminds me of like just like say when I was was up at Auberge and I was speaking to uh, one of my uh, longtime friends the other day. I was like yeah, most of what I 
my my return that I got from my from my uh, from my cooks after working the you know the the the, t- the ten twelve hours there, and they were saying that okay, chef, we know how to execute the one mission star food. We're doing it repeat you know on repetition on a, on a large scale, and we're, we're executing like good. Okay, we want to do something else. What do you want to do? Um, what about molecular gastronomy? Mm. I was like, oh, because I because I, and it kind of threw me back because I'm a, I'm like I feel myself like right in the middle was, or like when you hit that sous chef mark, you don't know what the 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 older chefs that are like molecular gastronomy. I oh, get that out of here. Just cook, just cook the steak, you know. <laughs> just cook <laughs> throw, the steak. Throw it on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know molecular gastronomy. You know you know you want to you know you want to cry back it with throw, put your aromatics in there with your butter, season it, put in the sous, sous vide bath, sous vide it for an hour, take it out, pat it dry, sear it, rest it. It's just a completely different rest approach. Rest it. Yeah, rest it. So you so when you slice into it, your medium rare or whatever temperature you prefer doesn't change temperature after it's bleeding out. Mm. That's a side note, uh, chef note. Rest your meat after you cook it. Okay. <laughs> rest your meat after you cook it. If it's like a, a large steak, six to eight minutes, rest it after you cook it. Don't yeah. eat it right away is Don't what you're saying. Don't eat it right away. Let it rest. Let the, let the blood kind of just redistribute amongst its... Okay. Or the juices redistributed amongst it. That's good to know. Yeah. But um, I've so, clearly been doing it wrong this whole okay. time. <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoy it, that's all that matters. <laughs> but um, so like so after so when we shut down shut down the restaurant maybe 10, 11 p.m. at night. Now these my cooks that are like wide eyed and ready to learn more. I'm pulling them. A lot, a lot of companies send me a lot of uh, a lot of products to to work with and to play with, whether it be equipment, a lot of molecular gastronomy products, because that was. That was my direction when I first got in mm-hmm. into the industry. So I'd, I'd bring out, I'd like clear out my garage and like bring it, bring it to the restaurant. So from like 11 p.m. to 4 a.m., 4 or 5 a.m., we're just doing everything else, all the spherification, making you know, making the making the caviar, making the fruit caviar, making gelés, and and this I, is after you've already pulled you've already your pulled cooking 14, chef. Yeah, yeah, I already did my 12, 14 hour day. Oh yeah, my yeah. gosh! And then now we're gonna do because, that, but but that I mean, it wasn't. I didn't feel that. I didn't feel. Like, oh my goodness, I'm putting in another five hours. No, you're excited is, at the yeah, thought of, is, yeah. I get to play around. Yeah, which is now, now we're about to start service. That's what, yeah. like, once we shut everything down, we clear down, we clean everything down, everything is, everything's wiped down and, sh- and shining. We go to the, the prep area, and now we're just... This placed. is for us. Oh, yeah. Our learning, yeah, our yeah, growth, this is it. This is it. our I've creativity. Seen, I've seen some of the most amazing products um, developed at that time. Even like, there's a, I think I have one cook that's no longer a cook. I know that a lot of people are infusing like a alcohol into gummy bears and mm. that type of thing he created it like six years ago <laughs> in the back kitchen i was like this is amazing he's like yeah chef i want to do a fireball i was like of course because, <laughs> because fireball gummy bears and gummies and stuff I was like are you crazy i was like well we you know all cul- culinarians are into heavy drinking so like okay yeah let's do it bring in the fireball bring in this bring in the gelatin whatever yeah, you bring want in the isomalt yeah yeah let's figure it and out we used to just go the whole back back area would be tore up and then the the um the morning um porter would come in and say chefs what y'all do last night (laughs) (laughs) just time to go home like no we're over here we're over here doing it but yeah so it's yeah going back to like giving back and just dealing with people that 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 want to learn it's 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 amazing it's amazing that's like that was like one of the highlights i love that yeah I love, and your face lights up when you talk about that. I try to keep it. I try to keep it. Nah, it's looking good. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is amazing. Mm. So then what for anybody who, because I know you work through your own, again, you mentioned Into the Wild and how you were trying to figure out, you know, your own position in life and in what you were doing. What's usually the advice that you give to people who are trying to navigate just 
figuring themselves out or in the culinary space, when you have someone coming up to you, you know, who might be starting out and they're looking at you being like, wow, you have all of this phenomenal experience. Like, how do I get there? What's usually your, your go-to piece of advice that gets you through? I think I, I lead with the negatives because, you know, because I, when I got into the industry, it was like I was inundated by the, by the Le Cordon Bleu commercials. Mm-hmm. I went, I'm a, went to, I'm a Le Cordon Bleu grad. But that's what kind of like, you know, like when I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do and what I'm going to, you know. And, you, and for, for some reason, like right, out, you know, right after the bubble burst with the real estate, those commercials were just like on, I think a lot of those like, um, school type programs were like a lot of the on, trade yeah, programming. They, they, they yeah. brought those up all the trade. So I was like, oh, the Cordon Bleu could be the great executive chef, blah, 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 leading, you know, cutting edge, blah, blah, blah. I was like, me, I didn't, I didn't have anybody to say otherwise that, you know, to say like, no, that's not, it takes, takes a while to, it takes a lot, <laughs> takes some late nights <laughs> to get to that point. I just, I think I lead with the negatives and I probably shouldn't, but I kind of just want to be straight to it because a lot of people, you know, everybody, everyone outside of the industry is, is going to say, oh, it's great. You're a chef. Blah, blah, blah. You're a chef. What do you make today? I made what the, I made what the executive chef wanted me to make. You know, it's not, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm learning how to execute. I know I, I need to know how to make a, a bechamel or a hollandaise. You know, I, it's, you know, it's not really, I, I, I leave with the negative. I was like, okay, how's your, how's your home life? Mm. That's, you know, are you willing to sacrifice um, whatever it is that you have going on at home. I, um, do you have children? So I, I think I, I lead by asking, I ask a lot of questions. Tougher questions. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, because you're going to have to eventually in the career, you're going to have to, you're going to have to face it. Sacrifices. Yeah, yeah. The sacrifice. What do you, yeah. What are you willing to, what are you willing to give up? Are you willing to give up everything? There's no, ha- there's no halfway of doing or fulfilling your needs in this career. I remember, I'm not going to say which place, but I remember one place that I had worked the actual start time was eight o'clock. I mean, like, you know, if you go and go into work and you clock in eight mm-hmm. o'clock, I think you're scheduled from maybe eight to one. But if you take a step onto the property any later than two hours prior to your start service. And two hours prior? Two hours prior, you're not going to be ready for service. So you'd be there at six. Six, six thirty. Six, six thirty. If you don't remember to clock in, you're not going to get paid. But in the, during this, during the, from six, from six to maybe 4 p.m., you're literally running. I was half the size that I was that I am now. Because you know, as you as, as you go up the ladder, you become a, a fatter chef, right? You are so, not. But, 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 oh no, my gosh! But no, I'm saying there's always there's always, there's always uh, I've always seen like the, the memes where like you have the 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 the, the extern super skinny, mm-hmm. and the, the line cook a little bit bigger, the sous chef a little bit bigger, the executive chef just big, enormous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, because you're not doing as much running generally. <laughs> Generally, <laughs> but from that, yeah, that place I was running from 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. And if I was lucky enough, enough to remember to clock in, I'm going to get paid. Oh, my gosh. But I learned more than anything during that time, the time I was there. Yeah. So you have to know the amount of set. First off, you have to know which because there's different industries within this industry. Mm-hmm. There's the there's the Michelin. There's I guess there's the bigger avenue in the middle where it's just general. You could be there's banquets. Mm-hmm. There's ex- like, like I call it now like extreme hotels like big like big food service like mm-hmm. if you're like Vegas or, mm-hmm. or 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 working abroad, you have to know you have to define what it is that you want. I'm telling I'm telling the cooks, you have to define what it is that you want and what are you willing to risk for it. Mm. Otherwise, you should probably think about something doing something else. As much as you know you need, a lot of people refer to the next person as as much as you need this body or this person. I think it's the, you have an obligation to tell them what you're, what you're getting into. Chan- yeah. What your ch- chances are rich. Yeah. <laughs> what you're really getting yeah. into. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. sure you've had to do your, oh, your yes. own fair share of sacrifices. Oh, definitely, definitely. 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 Are you and, happy though? Um, still seeking, 
Seek, no, still, still, seeking, still seeking. I'm not. Goodness, no one's ever, ever asked me if I'm happy. Oh my mo- gosh! Mo- <laughs> no, no, but no, because it's but because people used to say, "Oh, you're are you happy? Oh, oh, it looks like it looks like you're happy because your food looks amazing." I was like, "My food is really an expression of whatever it is I'm feeling at that point." So it may look amazing on on the visual, but I can tell you like the reason why this is plated there. This is plated to the at ten mm. o'clock. This is plated and this is pushed over to like three thirty. Or you know, I could t- I could tell you the reason. So it's very that's that's why I said earlier like I'm almost like in the in the space of always just associate myself with being a chef or I'll say like I'm a cook or I would say I'm say I'm a, or I'll say I'm an artist because I, I feel it's it's very expressive. It is. Yeah, it's very expressive and it's very, I mean, it allows you to get away as well. You know, yeah. and I you can pour your emotions into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it's just like that's I've always said. I was like, I don't. Even though your your end result should all you know, in in the food industry is like okay, you want your guests to be happy. But I think with me, I was I just want it's hard to it's hard to like really say it without sounding so like abrupt. My concern isn't so much that the happiness is surrounding it. I want the emotion, mm. whether it be good or bad. So mm-hmm. I, would, I would like the good or bad feedback. Oh, I didn't like this. And then now we're now we're speaking. Okay, the reason why this is there, because I was pissed off at this. This my prep cook. My prep cook either poached that a little too long or under it, or I wasn't feeling good about this. You know, my great grandma passed away, and it's, it's like there's like so much that goes into the into the plate, more than just like oh that looks great. Yeah, I'm like that's like someone's perception. Everything has its own purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's kind of like, that's, so that's, I'm like in that space. I'm like, I'm in that space, you know? So it's like, so it's like, so it's like, I try to think about like, Hey, what's next? What's next? How? I was like, I want to come back and be an exec chef in a Michelin star situation in, in Napa Valley. Is that what's next? That's Is that next on your goal? That's on my mind. I, like I said, I love, love, love Napa Valley. It's. I don't the, mind you being the, in Mill Valley, but I would love you being me, back here in too. Napa. Mill, Mill Valley has embraced me op- open arms. Open arms. Good. Open arms. I mean, uh, yeah, there's a lot of love there. Yeah, they they reciprocated the love, and and even like the 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 one of the biggest farmers market, um, farmers market, the Marin Marin uh, County Farmers Market is even like when I worked out here, that was like the weekly field trip. We'd go to that farmers market. That was like the farmers market, the aim the aim farmers market, I believe mm-hmm. it is, out there, and um, they're just amazing. All of the chefs. Are getting there early in the morning, um, sabotaging the next chefs. <laughs> they'll, they'll buy out. They'll buy out the whole uh, block of, like, say, zucchini, and just like have and have the only I get zucchini. Yeah, and, yeah. And the, <laughs> they'll they'll leave it on display, and then they'll they'll you know you'll hear them say, "Oh, tell such and such chef that uh, I already got those." Oh, because everybody, <laughs> everybody's buying seasonal. You know, everybody's you know hyper seasonal and really trying to show off the pro the bo- the bounty and the produce of Northern California, and that's like that's one of the. That's one of the locations where everyone you can find everyone. Well, I love that you've been embraced in Mill Valley, but I would definitely (laughs) not mind seeing your face around these parts. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see where uh, where life takes us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. 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 Absolutely. Well, I know that you have nothing but good things in your cards. Whatever it doesn't mean there's not gonna be challenges because I I'm a firm believer that even through those challenges. 
whatever you're doing, as long as you're putting that foot forward, it's not leading you anywhere bad. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to, to keep watching that journey. I'm excited. To, I'm going to need to get out to Mill Valley <laughs> and Come out to the Gravity Tavern. Um, <laughs> but I'm more than anything, I'm more excited to just continue to see your growth and everything that comes from here um, as a chef, as an artist, and most definitely as uh, someone who is trying to pioneer just sprinkling in a little bit of that goodness back with your nonprofit Thank you. organization. Thank you. Extremely thankful for your support. It's no, been, thank been you. And, and everyone, again, you know, he is up right now for being voted as your favorite chef, Bon Appetit magazine. You've got to go check it out. I'm actually going to put the link in our bio, so make sure you can also access that through the Big Sip series. But you can also definitely head on over to Sean's Instagram page. That is Mr.Street with an E at the end uh, on Instagram. Make sure you get it right. You can go ahead and vote. You've got till 6 p.m. Yes. to make sure you are getting it done <laughs> thank you cheers to you thank, thank you, you so salud. much for joining thank me you. salud salud Big sip.